Coming up on today's show, we're going to hear about the latest news and rumors, and we're also going to hear about John's latest trip last week to Walt Disney World. That's coming up next on Traveling with the Mouse. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Traveling with the Mouse. This is episode 234. That's 234. We're counting up today. And this is Wednesday, September the 18th, 2019. Welcome back for another great edition. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, my ghost hosts, Adam. What's up, everybody? And John. Welcome, foolish mortals. (laughs) Welcome, John. And of course, I am Jason, your, I don't know, least host, most host, one of the two? I'm not sure. The host with the most. Maybe we'll still be making episodes when it's one, two, three, four. Oh. Maybe. That would be pretty cool. I mean, we're, we're just going to spend this week basking in your glow, John, because you just spent a week at Disney World. Uh, so you're you're the one that's still riding the high. Yeah, don't remind me as... Because we were, I was doing this from Grandestino Tower last week, and now I'm doing it from my kitchen table. So, oh. just visualize the visualize the lobby. See if you can get that scent. Uh, you know, and if you need to, I can come over and make you a drink and charge you twenty dollars for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be twenty bucks. I don't uh, plus tip. I don't have an, uh, a cool elevator or uh, what else. <laughs> Yeah, screaming kid in the background. Yeah, I don't have, heard that last week's episode. I could probably manage that, but <laughs> right. Well, let's not uh, let's wake up one of your kids. Let's and, not uh, get too authentic, <laughs> right? But yeah, I feel like uh, the Magic Candle Company will probably capture that smell. That'll be one of their scents that they'll uh, come out with eventually. Not a sponsor yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just one. But if you want to be, <laughs> yes. call us. <laughs> I'm just, I'm yes. familiar with them. I have bought things from them. They're DM us so. at TWTM Podcast. Anyway. Well, so, so yeah. I guess we start with the news first, though. We will let, uh, we'll let, we'll get your trip report pretty soon. And we're also going to hear about, I think, while you were there, a few teams ran the challenge we might want to hear about. So Yeah, and unfortunately, I was not one of them. It just didn't quite work out. It was well, right down I think to the, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. I, I, as I was talking before, we really need to find a good day for all three of us like run together as a team, like as a trio. That would be cool. But, well, I think that would be cool, and I think only if we could follow it up the following day and race. And race. Like race, like race, race each other. Mm. Yes. Like the amazing would, Disney archaeology race. Yes, that would be neat. So Yeah, the... See, see, you know, we could get people to uh, place bets or no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could. Well, for charity, for charity. Charity, obviously. <laughs> for yeah. charity. For give kids the world. I really hate it that I missed out on such a big day, though, at the same time. Um, I, I mean, I, don't, I didn't hate it from the perspective that I did, you know, I was there with my girls and everything. But it's still, at the same time, I, just, I was kind of hoping I could work both out and it just didn't. It didn't pan out that way, so to speak. So, oh well, what do you do? You enjoy a day at Disney World. That's there what you, you do. You enjoy your day. And I did. Well, I guess I'll kick things off with the first news item of the week. And and I wanted to start with a follow-up. The 
Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo, the sporks are gone again. You should have gotten them. $75, Adam. You should have gotten one. Now the only way to get them is eBay. (laughs) And if I had known that, I would have gotten one while I was there. Or were they gone already? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently people are stealing them left and right. So they might not have. Maybe they weren't intending to stop using them, but they went to go put them out one day and they had none left. Yeah, they just ran out. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. So what they should do now is charge you for a souvenir fork if you want it. I mean, why not do that? They charge you for souvenir mugs and stuff all the time, so why not the souvenir fork? You know, we looked at the menu at Docking Bay 7, and one particular member of our group uh, is not does not have a very adventurous palate, so we ended up not uh, going in there, unfortunately. Uh, but, not adventurous know, enough I, for Docking Bay 7? Yes. I go okay. the, I, yeah. I guess it was in, somewhat intimidating from the way it was laid out, I guess. I don't know. Go I mean, figure. The way it's worded. I mean, a lot of the food isn't really that adventurous. Maybe. It just sounds weird. I can, like the names are weird. I got kind of a funny story I could say tell about this, but I'll save it for later since we're doing the news. Oh, okay. I thought Docking Bay 7 was fine. Right. It's better than most stuff at Hollywood Studios as far as food goes, though. Right. So just since we're speaking of eBay, I'm just looking at something that sold yesterday. Four of them with a park map sold for $200. Four sporks. Plus shipping. Well, I mean, the last time Four we talked sporks. about this, we were saying $70, $75 a spork. So it sounds like it's still $75 a spork and you get a free park map. <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. Well, this was about 50 a spork. Individually, they're selling for about 70 but if you buy them in bulk, you can get them as low as $50. Maybe Disney should buy back their sporks. Dang, right. I wish I had gotten one. <laughs> anyway, well, Adam, since you on. missed out on the, the spork uh, investment, where, what do you have on news? Well, I have one. Speaking of earlier, we were talking about the uh, screaming kid that uh, if this was available <laughs> last week at Grandestino... Uh, would have helped out, uh, but now uh, Disney has returned the Disney bedtime hotline where you can get a phone call, not really a phone call, you can call a number and get a message from a Disney character, a bedtime message for your younglings. And I say younglings because Yoda is one of the voices. I've called and got Yoda to talked me to sleep earlier today just to hear it and uh you know of course it's not frank oz it's the fake yoda but kids probably won't know the difference you really get hung up on this voice thing don't you <laughs> i do it has to be authentic you know the woody's not tom hanks either by the way so let me just go through it, it the number is one eight seven 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 mickey that's one eight seven 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 mickey and you can Press 2 to go to the menu for hearing the nighttime calls. Press 1 for Mickey, 2 for Woody, 3 for Jasmine, 4 for Anna and Elsa, 5 for Yoda, and 6 for Spider-Man. So it's definitely different. It used to be like Goofy, Minnie, Daisy, Donald, you know, the Fab Five, or the, what do they call them, the Sensational Six. So now it's different characters. Mickey's the only original character in there, but... I've listened to Mickey's and Yoda's, and uh, they're very funny, but obviously they're not for me. They're supposed to be for kids, so. 
I think the only message I've gotten is from Mickey, and it was uh, we didn't even ask for it. It was on our honeymoon, so. Oh. I think Minnie was saying something like to Mickey. I think it was both Mickey and Minnie, if I remember right, because Minnie was like, "Oh, isn't this romantic?" Or something like that. I can't remember. Right. What it was. Oh my. <laughs> so, w- at what what level of Patreon membership can our uh, subscribers expect a special Ooh. bedtime message from uh, Adam, <laughs> John, or myself? <laughs> that, that would be funny. That would have to be the highest level, definitely, because. Yeah, it depends on what level. I mean, is, is it just me, or does the Disney bedtime hotline sound a little uh, <laughs> adult-oriented versus kid kid rated? Oh. Anyway. Uh. Yeah, no, no. If you, if you, I, I will commit right now. If somebody signs up and pays for what we want to say twenty bucks a month. I, <laughs> sure. I'll put I'll put something on Patreon wishing you a good night. There you go. <laughs> sure. I, I will read you, the bedtime yeah. story of your choice. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, let's not open it up to any bedtime stories. But <laughs> we'll give them options. Uh, how about this? They released the ingredients, essentially, for the blue and the green milk that served at the milk stand in Galaxy's Edge. So I don't know that <laughs> I'm entirely thrilled at what I, they said was in it, pretty much. But Wait, um, it's not actually bantha milk. It's not actually bantha milk sea or whatever those cow milk are. Or <laughs> sea cow milk. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're ruining the magic. Yes, we're ruining the magic, right? Well, it's ma- it's actually made or packaged by the same company that does the Dole Whip, believe it or not. But it is not anywhere close to the same ingredients. Um, essentially, it says they're sugar, coconut oil, stabilizers, and thickeners, and natural flavors. The colorings. Mm are naturally derived through spirulina, which is a kind of algae, for the blue milk, and spirulina, turmeric, and beta-carotene for the green milk that gives it that slightly yellow tinge as opposed to a stronger green color. There have been people that have mentioned getting allergic reactions to these milks, so, I mean, inspecting the ingredients closely for troublesome allergy triggers would be a good idea. I thought they tasted pretty good, but I mean, knowing what's in them, it's actually kind of packed full of crap. It sounds like so. I guess it's not something you should drink on a regular basis. <laughs> but I mean, did you think something that was blue and that color <laughs> yellow was something that was naturally occurring? <laughs> well, you know, Mark Hamill had a tweet. He says whenever he was talking about, it, he said, "Note to self: Remember, you're on camera, and Disney signs your paychecks." And then he put in parentheses, he says, honestly, though, the warm, oily, sickly, sweet milk dyed blue from the movie was gag-inducing, while this frosty, non-dairy drink tastes like a yummy fruit smoothie. So. Yeah. I tried both, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, as did my wife. And I also, later on, I tried the green with the... With the libation. Yeah, but what is it? I forgot I forgot which one they put in there. I thought that one was tequila, right? It is tequila, yeah, tequila yes. I had to think about it for a minute. I was like, yeah, the blue is the rum. But right. yes, the green was tequila. What do you think? I actually, I mean, I like them both. I prefer the green, I think. I, I did mm. like them both, though. I was a blue. I preferred blue. Did you? Yeah. Did you prefer the green with the tequila or just in general? It was six of one, half dozen of the other, really. I mean. Oh, okay. Because I like the blue better in general, but I did not really like it with the rum in it. Uh, they give you that stirrer because you really need to stir it up because it is totally on the bottom if you don't. 
Yeah. I, I got that well, much out of it. It's the opposite <laughs> of uh, Pandora then, because they just poured rum directly on top, and I just took the uh, drank the rum right off of it. Yep, I watched him. He he drank the rum right <laughs> off the top and then handed the leftover to his two-year-old. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's like, I got the rum off. You, you can have some now. I mean, I honestly probably could have given it to him because they literally just poured it on top and it was... Yeah. That was but it. I mean, you know, like I say, just between the two, I tasted them both. I was, you know, I had to go back and forth for a little bit and I, you know, I preferred the green when it was all said and done. So, you know. Hmm. I like them both, though. I would get either of them again. Yeah. Yeah, I would, too. I just, I thought the the blue was, like, a little smoother, silkier, smooth. I don't know. I just like that texture better. Yeah, again, I think it's personal preference, really, when it comes to that. I mean, I, I think there's people yeah. that prefer either one, so. Right. Yeah, I've heard people say both, so I guess that's a good thing that uh, it's not like one is way better than the other. They're both pretty good, so. Yeah. That's a good thing. Anyways. Changing topics a bit. I, if you're like me, I, I don't ever really think I talked about this, but when we were at Disney World about a month or so ago. Uh, I did actually go on the DVC tour, so I have become very educated about everything DVC. I am not a DVC member, nor am I purchasing DVC or anything right now, but I know a lot about it. In fact, we plan on doing a show all about DVC soon. Yeah, but there's, yeah, there's yeah. A, a bit of an update. Um, for those of you considering DVC. So if you're not familiar with DVC, it's the Disney Vacation Club, where it's essentially the Disney timeshare. It's basically a point system where you buy in points. And uh, used to, if you bought uh, resale, uh, you would still be a full member getting all the perks, which include discounted annual passes, the special Moonlight Magic events where they close down the park only for members, all those kind of things. Even if you bought resale in 2016, they changed it to where you had to buy at least 25 points direct from Disney in order to qualify. Then last year, they upped it to 75 points. And as of this week, they upped it again to 100 points direct required. So they are really cracking down on um, resales as far as getting Mm -hmm. the perks that the direct members get. Yeah, they're trying to indirectly... Like I'm not really kill the resale market because you know there's always going to be a audience for that, but they're, I guess, trying to discourage people buying resale as as much as possible as they can. Um, yeah, I for me personally, I wouldn't discourage me. Still, I would get what I wanted out of resale. I don't care as much about the perks as I would the fact that I could you know go for less. <laughs> Well, a lot of people were employing the strategy of buying the minimum points direct to get the membership and then buying the rest resale. Which they still could do. Right. But it's a lot more expensive now to buy the points you need uh, direct. Yeah, Yeah, to buy right now, direct points are going for $188 a point at Riviera, uh, which is the cheapest one right now, direct. Not only that, the way the system works... If you want a, just a studio, they're going to be hard to get except for at your home resort because you're talking about the difference between a 10-month window and a 7-month window. So, Yeah, it, it, it it's one of those things where they're not completely killing resale, but they definitely want people to be buying from them. Right. Just put it that way. They're trying to heavily discourage it. it was uh, Interestingly enough, I got a call today from DVC that uh, we're just pushing um, 
Riviera. I yep. was surprised out of the blue they uh, called. It's been a while since they've called me, so I wonder yeah, why. Yeah, once you're on their list, out. I think you're pretty much on their list when something new comes up. Because I remember getting a call or an email one or something like that when Polynesian came up. Which yeah, I just thought it was weird. Like, are they having trouble selling it? And that's why they're calling people like me who uh, they haven't talked to in several months. Yeah. I mean, they are having, I think, a bit of trouble selling it. But at the same time, I toured the Riviera stuff. I think it's going to sell more once it opens. I think a lot of people, especially considering that they don't know how good the Skyliner is going to work. They don't, because it's not, you know, a lot hinges on how awesome is the Skyliner. Because if the Skyliner is super amazing, it's the same as being on a monorail resort, except instead of being monorail to Magic Kingdom, it's Skyliner to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Yeah. not quite the same thing. I mean, I'm talking, it's probably the same amount of travel time as a monorail and just as easy to those two parks as opposed to riding the monorail to Magic Kingdom. The Skyliner would be yeah. a little more intimate. Well, oh, yes. depends on if you're listening to the bedtime stories. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Call that number before you get on the Skyliner. Anyway. <laughs> well, there's two stories I was going to mention, because one, I literally just saw this on Twitter. Looks like the new Tomorrowland sign has been spotted on uh, Disney property being delivered, so that should be installed maybe this week, uh, Jason, when you're there. Maybe that's uh, when Astro Orbiter reopens. <laughs> Maybe the new sign will be up. Who knows? It looks like, according to the picture I just saw on Twitter. Yeah, which I guess I have. I sort of announced this on Twitter, but I am planning to be there this week. I was going to go next week, and then more work stuff. It's just like nobody wants me to go and try this September run. I'm going to make Fetch happen. And I am going to go on a Friday during a Halloween party when the crowds have grown again and Astro Orbiter's open because I like to fail. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, well, who knows? We'll see. It will be more of a challenge. Think of it that way. It will be more of a challenge. Yes. Speaking of Double. which, I should be refreshing Fast Passes while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well,. Uh, The other story I was going to talk, the main story I was going to mention was that the uh, Mickey meet and greet at Town Square Theater, which currently for the next like 10 days is Mickey and Minnie currently still, but I think September 29th or 30th is when it switches back to just being Mickey, but it's uh, using automated cameras now, so there's no PhotoPass photographer there, and it looks as though they just sort of put a camera in the bookshelf and you just sort of stare at the camera. There is a cast member there, of course, helping you, you know, point in the direction where you're supposed to be looking and that kind of thing and trying to help the kids look in the correct location. But it does seem a little less personal and not quite as, I don't know, I don't know if it's, it's taking the magic out of it, the right word. It doesn't seem quite the same. Maybe doing it, I'll feel differently, but it just looks kind of like, okay, Stand here, take a picture, go away, next person, you know. I don't know if that's... What do you feel about automated cameras? We have talked about this in the past, but... They took her jabs! <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I just feel like it's... From what I've read, it says they give you like a countdown, and it's going to take a picture, it'll take three, four, five pictures, 
And then you go, when you leave, you tap your magic band at a kiosk to uh, pair it with your uh, ticket or whatever, your magic band. And so. Yeah, I've not used one thus far, but um, in theory, it seems like you would get more shots to choose from, maybe. Like their, their odds of getting something good, I guess, are a little better. I don't, I mean, I don't know. Well, I thought that, but it says, uh, again, I don't know because I haven't done it yet, but it says it, it gives you kind of like a countdown and like every three or four seconds it'll take a picture. So it seems to me that with an actual person, like if your kid does something really cute, they can do that a lot quicker of catch capturing that moment versus, oh, wait, you have to wait five seconds and then it'll take a picture. So you have to make sure your kid's doing something really cute at the right time versus uh, an actual person can snap that picture when they see something happening, you know, I don't know. Well, they did some really, they did some really good ones at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique with Maddie, but, um, so did I, um, they weren't automated cameras though, were they? No, they were people. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I, so I, that's I, mean, my point. I mean, that's what I meant. The person actually did really good. Unless yeah. there were some throwaways in there that I didn't know of. I mean, I don't know if they give you all the photos they take or not. I mean, yeah. So I'm not really sure what Disney's end game here is with this, but it looks like there's a camera up high and a camera down low. So they're trying to capture a couple of different angles, but I don't get the, is this trying to save money by not having extra photographer cast members or, you know, we're, I'm sure we're going to talk about more cutbacks well, that uh, happened, but they, they have a ton of cast members. I mean, that seemed to be, I, I don't know, in some areas, I think a little bit not as necessary, maybe. I mean, because, mm. like, that seems like they're, like, all over Galaxy's Edge, and I don't know what they're doing exactly. In some cases, making a human wall, <laughs> like, you can't go this right. way right now. But, exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, in front of Rise of the Resistance, they're, like, yeah. having to it's like, keep people from sneaking in the line. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what they're, they're almost like extra security. Yeah. So that's another position that it seemed like there was a ton of people that they had was actual security. Yeah. So I don't know. It's strange. It seems a little impersonable to me, but that's just me. All right. Maybe they're great. So moving on. So we'll move along. How about fuel rod kiosks being changed to uh, the signage, at least anyway, saying changing the free unlimited? So I've never really used the fuel rod. I didn't think this would last because yeah. it's one of the reasons why I did not buy a fuel rod. I have like four of these chargers that I've purchased other places that are rechargeable by USB that I can charge in my hotel room. And I never bothered with it because I felt like mm, this, this can't last forever or when am I going to use this outside of Disney other than maybe at an airport or something. Right. Um, so I just use the... Ones I buy online or whatever. Well, I got this one that I bought that's about the same length as my phone anyway. Not near, not quite as wide, but it has like five charges on it. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've got some of those too that hold. Yeah. It'll charge like two phones at once as well. Yeah. So well, I'm looking at my fuel rod right now that I got at Disney, and I was going to have it in my bag, and I was going to take it with me on my challenge day. I have a big charger that I usually use, but I was going to have my fuel rod. But if I get up there and it's not free, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, well, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, though, but on the run, at times, when you had that in your pocket, the metal detector still went off. Yeah, right? you, if you do have a battery... Hold on to it. You need to take that. You need to take that out of your pocket. Right. Like because that will slow you down. They'll start (laughs) saying, "Oh, you don't have to take anything out," and you'll be like, "Battery pack." They're like, "Oh, okay." Like once they realize you know what you're doing, you're like, "Leave everything in your pocket," and I'm like, "This is gonna set it off. Just let me take it out of my pocket. Just take it out before you get up." Because that'll slow you. You already know. Just yeah. Hold it over your head. (laughs) Because it held him when we did rope drop at Animal Kingdom. uh, That caused an issue and it slowed him down. Trying to get to the uh, rope. Anyway, yeah. So, what is it going to cost then? Like, I've heard that other places charge now, like airports and stuff. But I, I don't know what they charge. A couple of dollars, five dollars. Is that well? If that's the case, then Disney's will be like twice the amount. Right. That's what I was going to say. Whatever it is, double it, and that's what Disney's going to charge. So. They already charge more for fewer. I've heard you can get them for like twenty five or less uh, anywhere else. Disney's are thirty, I think. Well, it, um, aren't they? They're not really like all over the country or anything so far. I mean, they're in mainly airports and Disney, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure there are other other theme parks and stuff. They're yeah. they're out there too, but yeah. You know, well, you, you get where I'm like, saying. It's just not really yeah. widely used. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can franchise one and put it at my house, and then I'll just <laughs> charge myself money to recharge my phone. <laughs> okay. And anyone Sounds in- like a solid business model. Yeah, it And does. the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, and the neighbors are going to come by. So instead of like a community library thing that some kids have in their, their neighborhood, you have a walk-up fuel rod <laughs> station? Yeah, it's like the modern lemonade stand. I'll have my son stand next to it. Collect the cash. <laughs> exactly. Well, this is one of those yeah. things where they haven't said that they're charging, but they're taking away the free unlimited sign, so that usually means that charging is going to come. So, charging yeah, for I, charging. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is about to not be free. I better go swap mine in as much as I can this week just, just to enjoy it. With Jason's yeah. luck, it's going to be like they're going to start Friday. <laughs> <laughs> the charging <laughs> right uh, they're gonna start friday at like 10 a.m or something they're no, like 1 p.m 2 p.m whenever i'm like need the charge right oh well all right so my new story is that they have started cast member previews of the disney skyliner and disney has also given official first look of images vistas from the Skyliner, so pictures yeah. from the Skyliner. You can see what you can see from up there. So I think we're pretty... I mean, we are very much close to the actual opening, but the real question is going to be, is there going to be a soft opening soon? I think they've already let some guests on based on the video I saw. Have you seen this on YouTube? Because yeah, on they YouTube, let somebody that looks like a guest on. At least, yeah. Guests. I mean, they were wearing bands and everything. Yeah. So, right. I mean, they could have been cast members that they said, hey, bring your family so we can do a promotional maybe. Or, But this, um, the one I saw was actually put out by Attractions Magazine. So, I don't know if well, that was different. It had some nice views. It was very well put together. Yeah. I've seen the but, Dis, there's a Disney one that they put on there that had some guests on there. Look to be guests, you know what I mean. They're probably cast members. Yeah. So, it looks cool. I'm excited about it. I want to ride it. I know Disney's putting this stuff out there to get people going like, hey, look, people are doing it. It's cool. It's safe. 
it's not a hundred thousand degrees in there. Like I'm trying to dispel those uh, fears that people have about it. Well, it looks like yeah. the lady has her stroller folded up in this picture. I thought you didn't have to fold them up on this thing. You don't. Uh, I saw the videos. People, people um, strolling them on. People in wheelchairs were still sitting in the middle. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, they the, may have just the video I saw from Disney. They had like an umbrella stroller. Somebody just walked right off with the stroller. Yeah. Now I don't know if the bigger strollers are going to fit, but they should. It looks like they would. And but again, it's one of those things where there's so many different cars that it's not really going to matter. It's not like you have to pack the thing full before it takes off like a monorail. It's not the same concept. Right. True. This is interesting, too. It sounds like there's a female voice on the uh, Skyliner system. Uh, So that's also a first for Disney, which is cool. It's a lady. Also, there's going to be a Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company kiosk at the uh, main hub at the Caribbean Beach Resort. Yes. That's cool. Yes, that would be nice. All right, so who else has something I guess we could mention this one because it was kind of breaking news. The Muppets Great Moments in History is going away. It's set to end soon. That's and sad. I've never watched it in its entirety. I've just kind of seen it as going by, truthfully. But I've watched one of them. I think there's two, at least, versions. The Paul Revere one, and I forgot what the other one was now. But I saw that one. Well, again, it's it's rumored that it's going to be closing it doesn't have any times for october it's got it's only got times through the end of september and they are looking to make some cuts here and there because attendance is not exactly stellar uh, even with galaxy's edge opening among other things so they're gonna start making these cutbacks and hiring freezes probably in uh disney world like they have been doing in disneyland they may have jumped the gun on the price increases is my personal opinion but we'll see how that plays out i feel like this is premature making these kind of cutbacks because the crowds are gonna come it's just you open the land with one attraction and people are waiting for one so i think christmas new year's is going to be insanity i'd be curious to see what the numbers are on the number of people who chose not to renew based on the increase yeah that's a good point. I mean, the price increases are really a lot, and that's we've had multiple increases in a year versus like oh the once a year or something. Right. Well, so it's been bombarded by it. Well, if you look at the overall value you're getting, it's still a good value if people view it that way. But they all they view is oh they're going up. You see what I mean? Yeah. If you look at the overall value, it's still a good deal, but people don't tend to look at it that way they look at price increase as oh well this has gone up i don't know if i can afford to do this i don't know if i need to do this i don't know if it's worth this those are the questions that automatically come into the general population's mind and they may come around eventually but you know i think the crowds will still come back i I don't know why i mean again it seems to me like a knee-jerk reaction like cutting things back because of a couple of months of lower attendance because you if something you uh you know they did that caused this i think it was caused by for one the hype that people were scared of the crowds uh for galaxy's edge opening but then also they didn't open it fully and that's people are holding back because they don't want to spend all their money coming to 
especially like Disney World, which a lot of people come to once every few years or once in a lifetime kind of thing. Why would you uh, go when it's not completely ready? Well, you know? maybe. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of people holding off until the the 50th uh, yeah. as well. Uh, they're, That's true. They're probably saving their money to make the 50th a like a more like an extended and maybe upgrade uh, the trip, that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, if I typically went once every year or every other year, and I was looking at this, I probably would wait at least until more things are open before right. I would, you know, go ahead and go, you know. I, I would probably wait now until early December just so I could get Rise of the Resistance in. True. And the Skyliner and all that, you know, will be open by then, so. And I find it hard to believe, but let's just say on the off chance that Rise of Resistance doesn't really deliver or doesn't really do it for you know the crowd that would really be a letdown yeah i am ready to talk about your week let's get into it yeah i almost went into it just a minute ago when you were talking about the immersion aspect and everything of uh galaxy's edge so we'll talk about that so where do i begin you know we talked a little bit about it on last monday night it was like I said, a week from today, last week, when yeah, I was in yeah. Grand Destino Tower, and um, I got some pretty good shots of Grand Destino. By the way, it's a very, it's a very beautiful resort. Very, I, I think I consider it currently. I haven't been to some of the other ones in a little while, but I consider it currently my favorite moderate. Um, I kind of mm. did before. Uh, the only one I haven't done is French Quarter, though, so I guess in order for me to give a full comparison, I'd have to try that one. When you uh, checked in, did you get flagged because they knew you were with the uh, podcast and they <laughs> took care of you? I don't know. I, I, sometimes I kind of feel like things just happen to go my way. Maybe that was part of it. <laughs> mm, they saw a podcast on your shirt. Speaking of, did anybody ask about your shirt or notice anything? Or You know, it's funny. Of all the shirts I wore... Uh, I did. The people didn't really notice the traveling with the mouse one so much, unfortunately. <laughs> the one they made comments of was when I was wearing my Seagull Stop It Now shirt, and oh, uh, people recognized that and thought that was cool. But uh, my Horizon shirt this time, believe it or not, a lot of people there was one cast member at Grand Destino in particular that recognized it as Horizons and pointed yeah. it out, thought it was cool. That's cool, yeah, but um. Most of the time, there were cast members that just were really like... You could tell they were saying they liked the shirt because of the saying on it. Like it says, if you can dream it, you can do it. And I was like, you really don't know what this is about, do you? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, you just like the saying. You have no idea about this Disney history. But anyway. <laughs> so, I know I mentioned a little bit about the green and blue milk that I had tried earlier. Mm-hmm. The first place we went to, though, was Magic Kingdom. And... I remember at that point in time, you had asked me about the walkway. Yeah. I had not gone on it that day because we went through the castle. Another thing, you talk about rolling out the red carpet (laughs) that seemed like it was just for you. Every time that we went to approach the castle, it was open. Uh, So so that's what I said. They listened, right? They they followed my magic band, and they were like, hey, this guy complained about the castle not being open, and all of a sudden, it's open. He's heading for the castle. Let's stop the castle show. (laughs) 
love it. I think they reworked the way they do the castle show, though, because it used to be that they had the doors, like you could see the doors visibly closed, but then like they have this backdrop now that's in front of the doors or where the doors should, the entrance is. It's yeah. weird. So I, I guess they do close it when those actually happen, but um, up until that point, they don't close it off as often. So that's a good thing. Uh, that walkway on the side, when I, we didn't go up it, but it was we took it on the way out. Mm-hmm. And man, it is so nice having all that space over there. It is huge compared really? to what it was. Okay. Yes. I was like, nice. they were thinking whenever they made this change. I know they were probably thinking along the lines of when they have big crowds, uh, have another way for people to go. But it was really nice walking down it with not very many people <laughs> just having the space <laughs> to walk down. Nice. So, yeah. wonder if they're going to do it on the other side where the wishing well is. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that would be nice. Interesting. Yeah. They have room over there to expand it, so. Yeah. That's the side where, based on the video, it looks like Chief's ashes are. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, hoot. Doesn't want him to dig up that side then. I guess. Yeah. Don't get, don't disturb, don't disturb the dead. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I didn't even get to do my favorite attraction in Magic Kingdom. Just which is? Haunted Mansion. <clears throat> At all? Wait, you didn't get to do it? No, I didn't do it at all, no. It just didn't work out. Uh, Well, I mean, it was not ideal for the girls, uh, not for Maddie. I think she might have been a little bit scared by it at this point, uh, even though it's not really scary, Mm. but it's just because it just didn't work out the timing, I guess, and everything where I could just get over there and maybe do it by myself. It probably would have broken down on you anyways. (laughs) And I so wanted to go in there and just do my pose, the Adam pose, (laughs) even for nothing else. Of course. But, yeah. Get a fun pick. Yeah. I did. Uh, one of the things that were in the news stories, uh, as far as Magic Kingdom goes, that I, I, you know, we didn't mention it, but I happened to see it earlier today, had to do with uh, Mickey Star Traders being uh, overhauled. And when we were riding the People Mover, I did notice when we went by that area that it was totally blacked out like this. The uh, you, couldn't view, you couldn't look into it. So I don't know what they're doing there other than refurbishing it. But... Um, got pretty good views of Tron yeah. and the progress they've made there. It looks like it's pretty much done. Like they're rebuilding the building around it now as far as the, the coaster part goes. Looks like the yeah. track's pretty much done. We did eat at um, Cinderella's Royal Table over there as far as food goes. Um, that was the first time for me in a really long time. Matter of fact, I think the last time I did it, it was still called King Stefan's Banquet Hall. That tells you how long ago that was. So, okay. what were your I, thoughts of that? Because I've never done Cinderella's Royal Table. Expensive. Just to give you guys an idea, and you know, it's two table credits if you're on the dining plan, right? right. So, for myself, my wife, my mother, and Maddie, and I'm pretty sure they didn't charge for Olivia because she's only one, but the bill. When all was said and done, was three hundred and twenty nine dollars for no, the meal. That's just that's just one person at a Victorian Alberts, uh. right? <laughs> right. That's Still, not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Actually, that was but. that was the most expensive one of the trip, but um, yeah, yeah. It was very good though. It was very much reminded me of a cruise line as far as how they did the courses, except there was just three courses. You got an appetizer course, a entree, and then a dessert. 
that was all that because it's in one price. You know, it's like it's seventy five bucks an an adult there is what it is. Right. So um, it was very good quality food though. I've heard that the breakfast is pretty ordinary. So I think if I were going to do this, if I want good food, I would definitely do. This was kind of the lunch. Lunch and dinner was the same basic menu. So I would do either lunch or dinner uh, there if I were going to do it again. It's probably one of those things that I'm not likely to do again, but um, it was very good. And the the seating in there, I can see why it's hard to get. One of the reasons is not just popularity. It's because there is not many tables in that restaurant um, in comparison to some. Yeah. This is when you plan way out, isn't it? You scheduled this one? Or? Yeah, it was one of the first uh, ADRs I did. I actually did yeah. it on the 180 days. Right. And, yes, I kept it the entire time because I wasn't going to f- mess with that just to say I'd, you know, we were able to do it. Um, it. Again, it's not one. I don't think I would go th- to that length unless it's just something I really wanted to have for maybe your daughter or, or you know, or something like that. If you just want that experience, kind of like what I was wanting to do. Mm-hmm. If she's gets older and asks for it again, then maybe we'll do it again. But um, this was probably a one and done. Even though the meal was really good, right? And the character, yeah, the character experiences. Okay, so the princesses you get there are Cinderella, Snow White, Aurora, Ariel, and Jasmine. Oh, so it was a good okay. princess experience. Same characters you we really saw. We added Akershus as well. For, we did a breakfast at Akershus, um, but same princesses with the exception of Jasmine. Jasmine was one that was not over at Akershus where we did it. So, okay. It was a very good meal, though. I had we uh, Lynn and I both had the salmon, or it was the sustainable fish, but it just happened to be salmon. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I tried a little bit of everything there uh, that they that they gave us, and it was all real good quality. So I would I would recommend if you're going to do it, do the do the lunch or the dinner for sure. Go ahead and make your okay. money's worth out of it. Got it. Didn't you say you also ate at Liberty Tree? We did. Yeah, I had eaten at Liberty Tree before. That was really one thing the first night we were there, Monday night. Um, Lynn just kind of out of the blue said she wanted to go over there because we had done it before because she remembered it as being good. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yeah. So. And? Yeah. Good and again still? Always good, yeah. Let's, uh, if I were going to choose one restaurant... Uh, as a favorite, I guess, table service at Magic Kingdom, because Magic Kingdom in general is not really known for table service. That would be the one I would say is a pretty consistent, like, go-to. This this worth it, in my opinion. Yeah. How uh, was the dinner? It's, how much was it when you were there? Was it the same? Uh, gosh, I don't remember right off the top. It was somewhere in the range of $200 when it was all said and done. I don't know that. For yeah. the Liberty Tree. My wife and I ate lunch there back in july and it was over a hundred dollars just for lunch (laughs) yeah it's i think it's basically the same thing they used to do lunch like a order from the menu type deal and now i think they do it all the same don't they didn't did you have the basically thanksgiving dinner at lunch no we we had that option but we chose there was a menu we could do a la carte so we we did that and it was still a hundred dollars almost so i mean but it was good right i mean it's it is well, they have the. It's essentially like a Thanksgiving dinner, but it's a really good Thanksgiving dinner. So, <laughs> yeah, I love those mashed potatoes, man. Anyway, very good. So, let's see. Next day we did Epcot. 
Uh, originally had planned to do studios. I don't remember why we changed to Epcot. I think it's because I was trying to get the breakfast at Garden Grill, and I couldn't get it to. I couldn't get it for some reason. I thought, well, maybe they're closed because of all the other closures. When we got there, nope, it's not closed. So Secret that wasn't out. it. We so that's when we ended up doing Acker Shoes. Because <clears throat> uh, so that was. I mean, Acker Shoes was a little bit disappointing. Um, not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got there. We had a late breakfast, so it was not long before they were changing it to lunch. I don't know if that had anything to do with it or not, but it was a little bit disappointing as far as the food goes. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the lunch and dinner is better. Yeah. I've had lunch there. It was pretty good, um, but not worth I mean, we were on the dining plan, so it was mm-hmm. worth it in the sense that it was an expensive restaurant, so that's the thing you should go to. Right. Is character meals. Right. But... Paying out of pocket, I don't know if I would go back now that I've right. been once. There you go. Mm. Okay. And lately I've noticed Garden Grill has not been that easy to get, but Acker Shoes is like super easy to get lately. So I don't know if it's I don't know what happened. or what. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. People, people actually listen to us apparently. Um, <laughs> I guess say, so, right. When we say go to Garden Grill for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> We're influencers. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you are listening to this and you have a product or service that needs that kind of influence, DM us. Exactly. (laughs) At TWTM podcast. You know, when I was at Epcot, Epcot, I would still, I still consider it my favorite in general, but it was something, it just felt different. Probably because all the closures and construction maybe kind of affected the, my feelings for it or my mood for that day. The construction. Yeah. It just didn't seem, it was kind of blah, I guess. (laughs) Well, but, like ninety percent of the park is around construction walls now. Yeah, I guess. But uh, we did all the things that we could do, you know. That you know, uh, with with younger kids, we pretty much did it all. So yeah. um, now we did Frozen without a fast pass. That was a first time for me walking the queue, and it wasn't really worth it. Um, I would the very the very end of it, I think, <laughs> yeah. is like like the part where you go Birds in. Point. Yeah, right before the merge point, that yeah. part's the the best part. That's it. The though. That's just that's what I'm saying. There's like literally nothing else. I was like, I was expecting there to be something else, but yeah, no, it's no. just lines up until that point. Yep, and yeah, very it's small just, room essentially with yes. a lot of back and forth. Which is another one of the reasons why that line gets it, that that uh, wait time why it gets anything at all is mostly because there's not much line. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, I don't think the popularity as much to do with the popularity of the attraction as we would be led to believe. Cause even Maelstrom had pretty long waits at one time. It never got like 60 minutes, but it got, it got <laughs> in the range that it's frozen's in now. Well, the last day of operation, it was 60 minutes cause I was waiting in that stupid line. <laughs> God. Anyway, you get my point though. Yeah, no, you're right. Let's see, we did that. We did Fiesta Tour, which was it was a walk-on, of course. Every time we've run the challenge, we've had to wait in a line for Grand Fiesta Tour for whatever reason. Really? We <laughs> time it the worst. Yeah. yeah. Long pretty, We just about had a boat to ourselves <laughs> this particular yeah. time. So, anyway. Imagination, of course, no wait. The land was no wait. Soren, 
I was actually able to pull a fast pass really close to the time we were over there. I mean, it, we had to wait just a few minutes for the fast pass window to open. It wasn't long. So what I've noticed is of the tier ones at Epcot, Soren is the easiest to get now right. for whatever reason. It didn't always used to be that way, but right now there are times that I can get Soren and I cannot get Spaceship Earth. Yeah. I feel like the extra room or whatever it was that they built makes a difference. And I also feel like the new film is not as popular. I think it's twofold. I really do. Yeah. Uh, we did get the good fortune of sitting in C. It wasn't C. Which one's the best one? The top, supposedly. What is that? C1 or three? Middle. I don't remember. Middle. Anyway, anyway we were in the middle section, though. We were on the bottom, uh, which I guess that's C1. I can't remember how they, how they do them. I uh, but anyway, we actually got to sit in the middle, so the Eiffel Tower was not curved. So, Oh, uh, yeah. Just the way it worked out. And that was the first thing we took Maddie on, uh, that she was high, just she was 40 inches, so she was tall enough to ride stuff like that. After we, we, we decided to test it with this because we was like, you know, it's nothing all that thrilling. But there are things that jump out at you. <laughs> so right. it, yeah. didn't, it didn't end very well. Uh, she did not like that too much. So... Right. Um, you know, I was like, well, we're going to have to wait a little while longer. I did later on, I tried her on uh, Swirling Saucers, and that didn't go as well either. So wow. um, just the way it worked out. Wow. She was tall enough to do certain things, but again, we were just kind of, that was kind of the testing the waters was the Soren, And it did get to her a little bit. You know, I didn't really think about so many sudden things and like the fireworks, you know. So Yeah, they can be loud. Yeah. Does she like pirates and stuff like that? She was fine with pirates, yeah. Uh, the only thing she didn't like was um, when the you know they take your picture essentially the lightning flashing the that thunder she didn't like that yeah, but she, that didn't bother her that much the drops oh. didn't bother her not that size drop right because it doesn't in frozen right so we it did end up eating a dinner at Garden Grill which is essentially another Thanksgiving dinner which we didn't realize to start with but it, it kind of is it was almost exactly the same thing as Liberty Street Tavern. It was it was it was not as good an experience then because the characters I don't even think we saw Dale before the meal was over. Um, they were really mm-hmm. slow. Yeah, I know it was not it was not a good. I mean, as good much as we've talked it up, that was not a good experience that particular uh-huh. time. So, just I don't, for whatever reason, I mean, I know they can't always be great, but that one was not good. So. That's interesting. Well, what the so you said is more of the same kind of as Liberty Tree food wise potatoes. Yeah, very and much uh, corn turkey, and meat dressing, and... mac and cheese. Oh, really? Good mac and cheese, huh. but um, very very similar menu wise. So for dinner, oh. to me it sounds like breakfast is the best option still. Then it is. Yeah, yeah. I, but I would agree. Yeah. So. You know, we like I say, we did the usual stuff over there, Nemo. We did Imagination, both. We did Fast Pass for Nemo just to skip the line like you had talked about. So, which you do skip the beginning of the line. It does, it it saves you some time walk-wise, I guess, yeah. This is the, I'm talking about the times that I spent with family, basically, but the very first day, Monday, before we went to Magic Kingdom, I did the test run, which I'd already talked about at... Studios. I just I always mm-hmm. wanted to test the reverse theory, so to speak. Do everything else, then smugglers run last. Decent time, I thought. 
for for that. It still doesn't come out as your best option uh, with the current hours, but it was still pretty quick. I mean, if you were just wanting to get that park out of the way, I don't think you would have suffered a lot as far as foregoing to Magic Kingdom, but, you know. So that was my... I did get to ride everything at Hollywood Studios because I did that. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, Rock and Roller Coaster was just me and one other couple whenever I got on it, and they were in the front and I was in the second seat. <laughs> but, you had your own train? Yep. Or, excuse me, stretch limo. Yes. Very cool. And that at that early in the morning, they don't even make you go through the, uh, right. the, uh, what are the, the pre-show. Because it'd the be a little weird for her to see three people and go, make it a stretch. No, super <laughs> stretch. Like, three people? Really? Well, you know, I, yeah. I walked through, just uh-huh. essentially walked right through the queue, and then you come into the, the doors are wide open in the recording yeah. studio. And, uh, right. you know, it's, it's funny because the, the show kind of still goes through its motions, but you just walk right past it. So, you don't. Yeah. you could, you could actually walk up on it at any point of the show of the pre-show. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, um, funny. does its thing. Let's see. Yeah. Tower was a pretty quick as well. Um, they don't make you, they don't skip that pre-show. They always make you do that one for, for whatever yeah. reason. Right. Toy Story Mania is kind of weird early in the morning on those because they take you what seems kind of like the fast pass line, but not quite. It's just just like it's a different route. I mean, I can't explain it. Hmm. Now, okay. Swirling Saucers early morning, they do take you down the fast pass line. Slinky was very similar. You know, Slinky, one thing too, whenever I did Slinky, whenever it was a 35-minute wait, another thing that cut my weight down was the fact that I was by myself. Because you get to the point where it says one, and they kind of split you off to a different line after that if you're just by yourself. So uh-huh. that cut that out a little bit as well. So if there is a line and you're by yourself, you still may have a shorter wait. Yeah. A lot of times at Slinky Dog, even like Jason and I, when we did the run, uh, a party of two can usually skip quite a bit of the end of the line. Because they're usually trying to fill the coaster train. Yeah. So. so since I'm talking about Hollywood Studios, um, mm-hmm. when I I did the rope drop, I did it again another day and just kind of hung out, like hung back to, to see the rope drop. I could say madness, but it really wasn't that busy. Uh, I could literally stand back about halfway on Hollywood Boulevard and be at the, you know, and still be out of the crowd for both Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, which there was also a rope for Hollywood Boulevard, I mean for Sunset Boulevard, but there was like, like I could probably count on my hands how many people were in at that rope uh, first thing in the morning. But it did have maybe 10 on that rope. Uh, I got it on video. Hopefully, I'm going to post something showing all that stuff uh, soon, as soon as I can get it all put together. Yeah, when I did the hang hang back, and I went to the side of Galaxy's Edge, and I was I was telling you guys earlier, if you are a fan of the March of the First Order music, then you're going to love Rope Drop at Hollywood <laughs> Studios uh, right. going to Galaxy's Edge because it kind of splits you off. They have 
like going toward uh, the Chinese theater, they have one person holding the sign that's pointing to the right, which is for Galaxy's Edge, one that's pointing to the left that's for Toy Story Land. It's not like you could miss it anyway because you're having to follow a crowd and cast members walk you into both of those sections anyway. So, right. But the, if you take the Toy Story Land route, you know, it's after you get away from the main section, you know, the the First Order music kind of fades out and you're heading toward Toy Story Land. But if you're heading towards Galaxy's Edge, they have that music piped in all the way to the entrance to Galaxy's Edge that is playing pretty much the entire time that there is a group. Like, once the group ends, like, they, they see that the crowd part has finally made it into the land, then that's when the music stops. And it's the same, mm. like, 10-second loop <laughs> over <Right>. and over. <laughs> yeah, it's Again, that whole... Playing really loud. Yes. That mm. whole trek. Oh, yeah, and they also walk you in with, like, stormtroopers walk you in. Like, they're the first ones and at the beginning of the line, of course, instead of regular cast members. So... Right. Okay. There's that. Which, because you guys didn't experience, have to experience being walked in for the for the pass holder one, right? No. No. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think so. We so, didn't sorry. get there until after the park was open. Though. <laughs> yes. Good oh. Point. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, uh, Animal Kingdom. I did try doing the the rope on it one day. For the 7 a.m.? Well, not really mm-hmm. on the ro- rope. I, I got there like a little after the rope and did uh, Flight of Passage. And it was pretty much a walk-on then. It didn't take very long. By the t- It said 45 minutes. I don't think it took 45 minutes, if, if I recall. And by the time I got off... And that was, like I said, that was getting to the park about... Getting to the park about like five or six after the line looked like it was back a little bit, but it moved quick, you know? Right. So, um, when all was said and done, by the time I got off, I looked at the line and it still said 45 minutes, but then I saw where the line was and I'm like, there's no way. I mean, that's going to be pretty much a walk on roughly within the first hour, the way that was working that day, you could have walked right on to flight of passage, regardless of what the time said. Um, you would you would have been in a constantly moving line, so I drove I walked right past that and Navi River said ten minutes, so I said you know what I'm going to do this I'm just going to walk the queue. Not only was it not ten minutes, I was actually through the queue on the ride and off the ride in like eight or nine minutes. All right. So yeah, there was that, and I got to do Dinosaur and um, Everest that morning as well before. Uh, still all before 8.30, I will say. I wasn't really trying to push it. Major okay. major rides down, I mean, you, you know, you could, you know, get them done pretty early if you if you uh, take advantage of those hours that they have going right now. Right. What was I going to say earlier? Oh, yeah, we were, some, we were at Cinderella's Royal Table. I was looking for Fast Pass for Mine Train, right? So I get one. It's like 5.15 originally. So I was like, okay, I grabbed that one. So I'm constantly modifying it, and I move it up a little bit. Oh, there's a 3 o'clock one. Uh, when all is said and done, I moved it up to like a, let's see, what was it, 3? It was 3 or 3 something because we our, our dinner time was 2.20, I think. 
So I may have moved it up to a 415 was what it was, not three something, but a 415. Anyway, when it's all said and done, you know, I modified it a few times and it was not long after our dinner that we're able to go to it. Yeah. So after modifying mine train a few times, which I don't know, I don't know how typical that is to get mine train on a fast pass uh, and be able to move the time up that much. Um, I know because challenge wise, most people had been using it for last. So I don't know how typical that it, that was, but it also gave us the opportunity because I did it for all four that I wrote it with Lynn and then uh, I wrote it with mom the second time with Maddie's band. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I actually, when I walked up to him, I was like, look, my daughter doesn't want to ride this. Okay. If I use it, they're like, sure. I didn't, I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I, would, I wasn't even hiding it. <laughs> why, why did you do that? Just, just do it. Yeah, I know, but I was just, one. I was just doing that to see what they would say. I didn't figure they cared. Yeah. So, they, so yeah. What if they confiscated your band and walked you out of the park? Do not come back here, sir. <laughs> right. Not likely. I would have just tapped it and been like, what? My name's Maddie. Whatever. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me? Yeah. Yeah, I just told them. I was like, hey, she doesn't want to ride. Does she care if I use it? Yeah. Go ahead. Which, Mine Train, you know, riding it back to back. I'm like, this is kind of an underwhelming <laughs> attraction. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was like, I don't see why it gets such a long wait. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's pretty neat. good. It's not bad. I mean, the best part about it, though, is not even the fast parts. It's the slow part. So Yeah, when they're singing the song, it's the best part. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like the best part about it is the animatronic part, not even the, the coaster part. So. Yeah. Well, the drop after that's pretty fun, but... Okay, so back to when I I said there was something pretty funny regarding uh, docking bay seven. Yeah. So you know we're we're out there, and of course my my mother, yes, mom, she doesn't know the whole deal with um, Galaxy's Edge. So like she doesn't know that cast members are trained in this particular land to <laughs> okay. to have everything be real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. They're, they're, they're in character. It. Yeah. Right, they're in character and right. do not go out of character, right? So she's trying to... <laughs> oh, Lord. So she's talking to this one right out there, and she's like... Because she's concerned with, like, the person, the poor person that has to be in the Chewbacca suit, right? So she oh, asks Lord. one of the cast members there about the Chewbacca suit, like oh, how they gosh. keep cool in there. <laughs> so they kind of, like, didn't answer, but she said something along the lines of, he has, like, his belt is like a cooling belt <laughs> that he wear and then, of course, she goes on about it. And I was like, look, uh, I, I whisper in her ear. I was like, look, they're playing like this is all right. She still started talking about it after that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> That's I was like, this is supposed yeah. to be real. That's basically what I was trying to tell her. I was like, they're playing like this is real. This is cosplay, basically. Right. I don't think she still got it. <laughs> but it was all yeah. said and done. That's but, funny. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Put it that way. I can imagine, yeah. Did they tell her, like, bright suns and all that stuff? <laughs> Right, yeah, I, I would say yeah. that back to them all the time, you know, things like that, and to the spire. Oh. You know, I, I play right. along. Very fun. But well, yeah. t- tell us a little bit about the uh, droid building, because you got to do that. Yes, well, I almost forgot about it. <laughs> yes, I am aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how that happened, because, you know, I had it planned, and, you know, we were just there and kind of in the moment and everything, and then you mentioned it, and I was like, crap. <laughs> I yeah. totally forgot about the the droid building. 
So first what I do is I call asking if there's something I can do. And of course they said, go to a guest services and say right. that. So I, I go, we were in Epcot at the time. So I, I go over to where guest services is at Epcot and there's like a long line and I'm like, Oh, forget this. Right. So we end up taking Lynn and Olivia back to the room and then going back to Hollywood studios. And I'm basically booking it to get to Hollywood studios. Not only that, um, because we are with mom and her, uh, she has the, the van, she has the handicap, um, uh, hanger thingy. So, you know, we've been using that. So when I first got over there, I actually was for late at night, I was driving down and I was expecting somebody to direct me. So I ended up going all the way out the park and having to come back around. And that's a nightmare as it is right now with the entrance. Oh my. Um, okay. So I had to go back through twice to before I finally got someplace. And then I go in, this is probably, it's after eight o'clock at this point. Oh wow. And, uh, I go in the, fortunately there's nobody at guest services at Hollywood studios. So I tell them, here's the deal. I had one earlier. You know, I missed it because there's something we can still do. Can they still work us in? And she was telling me how, you know, usually this time of night there are walk-ups in there. They've been walk-up anyway. Uh So we're actually looking to try and reschedule it for a different day to start with. And so we eventually arrive at the conclusion, hey, why don't she says like, hey, why don't I just call over there and ask them if if you can just go on over and they still honor it. And after all that was taken care of, she was like, yeah, you're good to go. So then we, fortunately, Hollywood Studios, not a very big park, even though because Galaxy's Edge is in the back. We do get over there, get to where they make the droids. So you walk up to this counter, like the register area, and right there you choose, you tell them which droid you want to build, whether you want to build a BB unit or an R unit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I let Maddie choose. She chose the BB unit. So that's what we, we went with. So you, right. then you go over to this station where the parts are on a conveyor belt going by, and you got to kind of, in the basket, it gives you directions on what it is you're supposed to be looking for to build the particular unit that you're looking for. So I guess you could have really chosen either, even though they, you know, they already rung you up. <laughs> There's oh, not a price difference between the two that I know of, but I guess you could have chosen whatever you wanted still sounds like. Oh, interesting. So it was kind of interesting trying to figure out which parts go to what though. Um, cause she chose the colors. So I was like, okay, I got to find the blue body cause that's what she wanted. And then it was, we got a red head. So, yeah. um, uh, I had to find, it was more difficult than I originally would have thought to find which parts go with which type droid really? when you look at them. Just look at, yeah, because I'm looking at the little, um, like the blueprint, like the layout for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you're looking on the conveyor belt and I'm looking, I was like, well, that kind of looks like it. Nope, that's not it. You know, and it's because oh, I, I wasn't 100% sure what size some of these things were, you know. So eventually I did get it together. And um, we take it over to a different station where they didn't even mention to me about the personality chips, even though they were right there, which we didn't we didn't do one. But they didn't even like bring it up that I recall, which I thought was kind of weird because I would think they would want to at least make that a selling point, I guess, or something like yeah. that. Because I think, doesn't it cost extra? I think it's supposed to. I even, think so, yeah. The thing about it is, is we already paid, so I don't understand how you could do that, so... 
So anyway, when you're putting this together, you're looking at it trying to figure out what goes where. I mean, I know now, was, but it's a little more challenging than you originally think trying to figure out what goes where and how it goes together. Um, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty neat once you got everything together. I mean, because, too, there's these hoses that you add to it on, at that station for the BB unit. I don't know how it is with the R2, what you change over at that station. I really want to go back and do an R2 at some point. Yeah, I thought it was worth the hundred bucks. Get a, get a whole yeah, I guess. family. I thought it was worth the hundred bucks. It is pretty neat seeing the BB-8 how it run, how it rolls around, and you know it's got a basically his head. It's a giant magnet. It's pretty much what it is. How his head stays on, but right. it's it it works in the sense that the body rolls and the head doesn't as much. So it's still pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, when it was all said and done, watching them activate it and you kind of roll it right there on the the counter. You know, it was yeah. it was cool. How, how do you like the uh, remote controls? Is it fun to move it around? Is it uh, how how is it control? It can get confusing because it moves in whatever direction. The way it's set up, it ha- there's an antenna you put on top, so it moves in whatever direction BB8s or BB whatever, uh, whatever the head is facing, like wherever his eye is facing. Uh-huh. So, like, if you're pushing forward, like the top button, whatever direction his eye is facing, that's where he's going to go, right? He's going to oh, go that direction. And if you do down, it's going to go back. So it can get confusing when you're thinking forward and backwards. you got to think of it in the direction of what direction is his eye facing. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not just what direction do you want him to go. <laughs> right, I see, yeah. So you kind of think of it in those. And there's a button in which he just kind of spins around as well, kind of rotates, has the left yeah. and right. I thought it was worth the hundred bucks though overall. That's cool. It it the piece on the inside, this like the guts to it is really heavy. <laughs> you just have to hold the droid to see. It's pretty heavy duty. Yeah, yeah. They seem uh, like they got some heft to them. I don't know. It, it looks like there's like regular batteries, like stuff you could buy to replace the batteries whenever they run out. I just don't know what it is. Those have got to be like D's, and there must be like six of them in there or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is that's in that battery. I have to. I haven't looked at it yet, but I saw that there's a place where you can replace. Looks like something. So hmm. you don't recharge it. No, it didn't have anything for recharging. Oh, that's weird. Now in the store they actually do have these like almost like backpacks or bags or stuff that you can you can buy things instead of the box that it comes with like it comes with a box but you can buy something mm-hmm. to put the droid in if you wanted to put it in something different a little fancier if you wanted to for more money of course of course but yeah of course. I thought that was the droid building was really neat um I I would like to go back to Galaxy's Edge just to do the different experiences each time you know that okay. would that would be cool. I, I I liked the land itself more than I thought, more than Smuggler's Run. I did notice the transition from Galaxy's Edge to Toy Story Land. I feel like they put some thought into it in the sense that the first thing that you come into is the alien swirling saucers and Buzz Lightyear. So they kind of went with the space theme, I guess, transition in a way. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. It's still abrupt, <laughs> right? When you think about it. But, yeah, it's almost like, I, th- I I feel like the way the concrete even looks, I feel like it, they're almost like they're trying to make it 
as though you're stepping through a portal, maybe <laughs> from Galaxy's Edge to a different world, or vice versa. Yeah, maybe that's Isn't, the theory, idea. Maybe. Isn't there a road that you're crossing essentially? Is there like fences where the road is? You know what you're I'm talking saying? About between like the two the, lands? Yeah, like there's a backstage road that goes right over the path, right? Mm, no, I mean I don't remember seeing one. The concept art looked like there was going to be like a an overpass kind of thing that you like a tunnel like the uh, other side. The but it didn't turn out that way. No, obviously not for there. It's like Galaxy's Edge cuts off and Toy yeah. Story Land begins. Yeah, it looks to me like that was a budget cut. It's possible. Yeah. Overall, I the way Hollywood Studios fits together, they did pretty good with especially Grand Avenue as that kind of transition. Mm-hmm. I thought into it. That was pretty good. The other side, maybe not so much. They they did what they could. I mean, they, they said, okay, we're coming out of Galaxy's Edge. What's the first thing we're going to run into? We're going to run into Buzz or, you yeah. know, something that's more space-like. We're that gonna run into makes aliens. sense, yeah. Maybe, so. maybe they did that intentionally, yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of things I noticed that I'd never noticed before. Like, we did Muppets, and it's not really a hidden Mickey. It's more like a hidden Fozzie because near the end of the show when they have the the doors up on either side the wreath that or what looks to be like a wreath on the door is in the shape of Fozzie pretty much and i never noticed that before um i i guess i never really noticed there's a hidden mickey and um kilimanjaro like out in the the ride um like where the flamingos are there's actually a mickey out there where on the ground. It's actually the largest one in Animal Kingdom. Mm, yeah, I'm not back sure in, if I've I'm seen kinda, it. I'm kind of jumping around now, but yeah. Yeah. Other things food-wise, though, we actually got breakfast at Pangu Pangu. Is that the name of it? Outside in uh, Pandora? The yes. little out- walk-up place? Yes. Because they actually served like a sausage biscuit, and they mm-hmm. have the pineapple cream cheese spring rolls right right and there was one other odd item i know we got at least one of everything i think we got two spring rolls i was trying to think of what the other one was though but they had you know some smaller breakfast items that they did over there but uh we just kind of grabbed breakfast it's pretty good i like the pineapple uh cream cheese spring rolls from before kind of reminds me a little bit of a cheese danish but it was really good yeah and uh actually got a margarita over there with the boba balls in it right we didn't really spend a whole lot of time in animal kingdom i think we just did the safari and i got lynn to go on um flight of passage and she really enjoyed that it's it's one of those things that is it's an experience it's it's both thrilling and relaxing at the same time it's kind of hard to explain i always end up questioning whether i was like does this take expedition everest's place in my book eh, i kind of like the i kind of like the way everest overall goes you know i was go I always go back and forth after i experienced flight of passage right <laughs> justin scarred agrees with you he thinks uh, everest is the best ride in wikino i think i think jason said the same thing didn't you jason uh i did i think that um everest and flight of passage are very right. close flight of passage probably 
I think what it was was we said if you could only get a fast pass to one forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or something that. like that. And I picked I picked Everest. Yeah. I believe. I don't even remember what I picked anymore. I think I picked fighter passes. Because we were kind of debating on whether like which one do you need the fast pass for the most, or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was trying to think of some other places we did food because I know I'd made a couple of reservations. We didn't really have the best time at Rick's Sports Bar and Grill because we did a breakfast there because that was like the only place that did a sit-down breakfast at Grandestino. Uh, They had not been doing breakfast there very long, apparently. Uh, It was, and it kind of showed because it was not that great. Um, I I don't think anybody enjoyed their, their meal there. The toast was very, like, I don't know how to explain it. It was not very good. <laughs> That's disappointing. Yeah. I would have liked to have probably done a different meal there. Uh, we just didn't find ourselves at the resort at mealtime very often. I know when we first got there, we did room service, and we just did what was going to be the cheapest option for everybody, which was the pizza, which the pizza was pretty good um, mm-hmm. doing room service there. I really did love the views and everything from the tower, of course, with it being new. Uh, Jason had mentioned the smell in the lobby. There is a very distinct, uh, good, in a good way, smell. Yes. <laughs> that sort of thing. i tell you one thing I discovered about, what's the name of that? It's the bar that's right there down the, the stairs. The lobby one. It's something lounge. What'd you say? The Barcelona Barcelona, lounge. that's right, the Barcelona lounge. Okay, so early morning I was like up to go to one of the parks at like five or something. So I I knew one day when I went down there, I could get coffee within my resort mug down there. So I'm up at like five, we'll say this time, between five and 5.30, because I was going to go do the, the other rope drop at Hollywood Studios. So I go down there, I put cream in the cup, and I go to pour the coffee, and it's nothing but hot water coming out. <laughs> so... Apparently, they don't actually start the coffee or make the coffee uh, until a certain hour down there. Although mm. they have hot water in it, go figure. Weird. But uh, yeah, I didn't get I didn't get any coffee there. I ended up getting a blonde roast at the Starbucks at Hollywood Studios that morning. I would I would go to studios just to check out Galaxy's Edge, just hang out there, pretty much. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, we've gone, as usual, like, super long. But, uh, sir, we, we're going to try to squeeze in some about the run on the Park NATO. Well, all I'll say about that day, I mean, we talked about how you didn't run. There were a lot of teams running, more than 20 completed, and in all sorts of different ways. Uh, Shout-outs to all those who completed. I think the fastest was a tie between UCF Kent and JDK189, John Kessel. They tied as far as being the quickest to complete that day. Um, We had, you know, several uh, people that we chat with. We know that our listeners that completed either for the first time or completed again, uh, so congratulations to everybody. I mean, there's 26 teams. I'm not going to go through and congratulate everybody by name, but uh, 
Yeah. We appreciate you guys going out there. And for those of you who didn't quite get there, uh, we, we know you'll be back and you'll, yeah. you'll complete. I will point out one thing that, uh, that Kendall and Vicky mouse played 18 holes of mini golf in the middle of their day and still completed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Any other weird com- things in the middle of a completion that you came across? I, Cause... I think someone did. I don't know if anybody did the art, uh, art challenge that day. I know some people had been, um, but yeah, no, that was the, the weirdest one that I saw. Nice. I also will give a shout out to Matt and Kristen Park Hopping WDW since we, you know, I yeah. chat with them a lot and yeah. they ran with us back in June mm-hmm. and they got their first completion. Yeah, they did really so. well. Congrats. And they did it pretty fast too. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of regret not being a part of that, but at the same time, you know, it was for good reasons. Yeah, I would like one time, like any, the next time they maybe have the, a, a lot of teams signed up or something, if I can find out about it ahead of time, just to go December there. December 4th. Yeah, you think December 4th is going to be? It already is, yeah. Well, then maybe to go there just to document it as best as possible. Best, you know, I would love to do that. That would be pretty cool. Because that's that's the one thing that's kind of lacking right now. I mean, it's gaining a lot of attention, but to have something almost... Uh, like almost a documentary of it, you know, in a way, not really a doc, yeah. not, a, not a full, but you know what I'm saying? Just documenting the yeah. runs themselves, like the challenge itself. It would right. be a, ch- that would be a challenge to keep up with it all. But, um, yeah, I don't think one person could do, do it. Uh, yeah. cause people will scatter, you know, when they have different strategies, right. it'd be hard for one person to keep up with everybody, but you could definitely focus on the beginning and the end. A lot of people will start at the same place and end at the same place, but, yeah. Try to catch up with different people at different points in the day, see who's doing mm. the best, that sort of thing. Right, right. Which Jason did that to a degree back in July, right? Whenever they yeah. had that big day. Yeah. Yeah, when we would run into people, we would talk to them. But yeah, we would need the full team out there. Um, yeah. Right. I think we need to recruit. Need someone back in the booth. <laughs> I say, we would need to recruit. We need someone at each park. <laughs> and then. Well, I think that. Uh, um, Live commentary, uh, Nathan uh, Firesheets was given some pretty good live commentary throughout the day. Yeah, I was Keeping watching people updated him. on how everybody was doing. Yeah, I was always looking for him because he was uh, doing a good job of keeping track of everything. Because it would, I could see, I can, I can, I envision it would be something pretty cool to like be at a point where we could do live streams uh, at different points, you know. So that would be yeah. pretty cool. Actually, so yeah, December 4th is going to be interesting, though, because that's the day before the Rise of the Resistance is supposed to open. So I imagine a lot of people will be coming to town that day for that reason. You know, it's funny you mention that because I had considered, like, I was like, well, maybe I can pull, go in there for Rise of the Resistance somehow. I've considered that. So the Wednesday's the 4th. Yeah, must be some long hours like it is now that that day <laughs> planned. I not assume. right now. Not right now. It's not. Not right no. now. It's just the day they picked to do the big fundraiser. I think they anticipated long hours though, based on. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Perhaps. We shall see. 
anyways, I think we've, I think we've maybe uh, talked about everything we had on the agenda and a little more. And uh, if you, uh, unless there's a new hurricane or an emergency at work, or I get sick because Adam came to my house and brought his sickness to me, or any yes. one of number of other things that would prevent me from running this Friday. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to go out there, give it my all, and hopefully by the time we record next week, we will have at least one person who has completed that is on this podcast. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> So far, the only people that have been on this podcast that have completed are Ted, Shane, and Christina. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and one of them did the ultimate L2 free, or two of them did the ultimate L2 free. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Anyways. Best of luck on Friday. And while I'm running, you will, of course, see me sporting my Traveling with the Mouse t shirt. And so if you would like to get any of that, you can learn about that as we wrap up here. Yeah. Yes, you can follow along on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, uh, all at TWTM Podcast, as well as the Spreadshirt store where you can buy the shirt that Jason was just talking about. That is shop.spreadshirt.com slash TWTM Podcast. And you can also go to our website, which is travelingwiththemouse.com. We have links to everything there. And you can email us, which is podcast at travelingwiththemouse.com. And we have a Patreon page where you can help support the show that way. Patreon.com slash TWTM podcast. So for Jason, Adam, and John, this has been Traveling with the Mouse. And we hope you will join us on our next trip. Hey, Adam. Yeah. Good night. (laughs) Is, is that is your that bedtime your... call? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. This, this, uh, yeah. Are we charging ninety nine cents a minute for this? <laughs> ninety nine cents a minute. What, what was this back in the nineties? <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure what the going rate is for that now. Yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> well, Disney prices would be like five ninety nine a minute. <laughs>